TSR Podcast with Jacob and Bo. What's up, guys? It's officially the start of Season 2 for the TSR Podcast, and I couldn't be more excited. I know Bo's excited as well. Um, I want to say this, Bo. It was a blast rounding out the end of Season 1 with all the fan episodes. I think it was awesome. It's something that I definitely think could continue to happen on here each offseason, just because we had so much fun doing it. I know you enjoy doing it, right? Yeah, it was a blast, man. I mean, we got to have our friends on. We got to talk about sports, you know, and and the and the game we love the most, you know, um, talk about life a little bit, what we're up to. I mean, it was it was it was a good time all around, and and I got to meet some new people that work with you along the way. That was pretty fun as well. Yeah, man, it was a whole lot of fun just hearing fans talk about their teams. Obviously, I get really hyped when I talk about the Bengals. So getting to hear all these fans talk about their teams was was really really cool it was a cool experience i'm glad we got to do it um guys by the way you can now find the tsr podcast on spotify as well so if you like that option better go on over there and turn on your favorite podcast i wanted to tell you guys also we have an unbelievable list of guests that will be joining us on this season i've been constantly reaching out to people that are highly respected in the football community and i'm happy to say that a lot of them were excited to come on and talk ball with us. So it's going to be a really fun year. I hope this season, I want this season to be huge for the podcast. I think it's going to be. And a lot of these guests are what's going to make it be so big. It's a lot of guests. I'm going to keep the guests secret, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Just trust and, me on that. And I want to say, you know, it's with Spotify. I think um, their, their podcasts are free. So even if you don't have premium Spotify, I think you can download the app and just make an account. And it may have a couple ads like attached to like in the middle of the episode, but I think you can still follow our podcast. So if you care about the show, just download the Spotify app and try and give us a follow, even if it is a free non-premium follow. Yeah, please give us a follow. And I think you're right, but I do think it's free. I don't think you have to pay to listen to podcasts at all. But anyways, guys, we have a lot of stuff we're going to talk about on this episode. It is the first episode of season two, so we have a ton of stuff to talk about. The first stuff I'm going to talk about is recent news from around the league. This just happened. Me and Bo were just talking about it. Ten minutes before we got started recording, news broke that Deshaun Watson agreed to a four-year, $160 million extension with the Texans. I had to throw that out there because my guy finally got his money. Bo, what do you think about the deal, man? I think, I mean, he's worth it. Um, One of my, I wouldn't say, I don't even know if it's bold prediction, but a prediction, I mean, is Watson's going to be in the MVP race this year. I think he's going to have to do everything for that team, and I think he's good enough to do everything for that team. Um, And we were, you know, we were just talking, I mean, did he deserve more? I mean, and I don't think there's any way he could justify more if you're making more money than Pat Mahomes over the next five or four years. Uh, That says a lot about what your franchise thinks about you, no matter how many years or guarantees are attached to the deal. Yeah, man. I think you can definitely see him in the MVP race. I, I definitely think that's most likely going to happen. Now, let me ask you this, bro. Where does this set up Lamar Jackson? Where do you see his... He's He's got to be salivating right now. He's got to be just foaming at the mouth waiting for his turn. I mean, it's going to sit him... I think it's going to sit him right in between those two when his when his time comes. Um, I don't. I don't know if... Even though, I mean, it seems like every next contract breaks the guy before that, especially with quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I completely get what you mean. So you're saying, let me ask you this. Lamar Jackson has been on a tear. Obviously, he blew up last year, and, and it's just almost impossible to defend this guy. Does yeah. this guy hit the $200 million mark? I mean, with the right amount of years attached, yeah. I mean, it just depends how long, you know, how many years he wants to do. 
And it I mean, also may hurt him. He, though, he could he could do like a Watson deal where you know he wants to get as many contracts as he as he can get in before the end of it and do four years at a time. You know, I mean that and that'll look a little different numbers wise. You know, you'll get per year it'll be just as much money, but it might not be the big total because he's going to want you know as as people get paid more, he's going to want to be compensated more often. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely I think that could definitely be an option. I think it's going to hurt him, man, in his contract. Uh, situation with him trying to negotiate because of him being so much of a runner again like we've stressed a whole lot on this podcast that he is not just a runner he can throw the football and he has done it efficiently uh, especially last year I but still I, feel like people want him to prove it this year though they I do still, they I still do. feel like they want to see it one more year round you because know, they're in it the reason they want you know people want to see it this year is because last year he caught people off guard right so defenses mm-hmm. didn't know how to scheme against him see this year defensive Defenses about obviously, obviously put in the time to watch film, see what he does well, see what he doesn't do well, and try to find weaknesses in his game. So pe- what people really want to see now, and you know, I'm interested to see it too, is can he still excel and be efficient as a thrower after defenses have had time to study him? That's what's really yeah. going to be the most telling, really. I, I don't know the whole thing with the contract. I don't know if he hits <laughs> the $200 million mark. Like you say, it, it's going to be the amount of the years uh, with the contract because wasn't but, Pat Mahomes like 10 years yeah yeah yeah, yeah I mean, that, like, that contract I mean, like, no one's getting close to that it's hard people when people think about the because it's his is like a four or five hundred million dollar deal over 10 years but then Watson's making more than him with 160 million 170 million dollar deal over the next four so I mean with Lamar it just I think if he wants five six year deal yeah he's going to hit the 200 million mark but if he sticks around the four range like Watson I mean it's hard to say where it'll come in at but it's going to be per year extremely competitive between those you know if not more per year than those guys i mean especially if he comes out this year gunning with it gunning at mvp level throwing the ball there's no there's no telling what kind of number they put on him i'll tell oh, you what oh he'll he'll definitely hit the 200 million dollar mark if he comes out this year and is doing things like he did last year and defenses are still having that hard of a time defending he's him he's gonna be naming his price he will be naming in his price now again i don't think it'd be anywhere near Mahomes because i don't think lamar jackson to be honest with you as great as he is i don't think there's anyone in the league like Mahomes, and that's why he's paid differently you know but i do that's think they committed lamar- half a billion dollars to him yeah to a degree lamar jackson would be able to set his price if he's able to replicate what he did last year you know and keep keep um getting better at, at throwing the football and being efficient. But, Bo, we're talking about deals right now. Let's talk about another deal that looks like it's going to happen soon. Alvin Kamara and the Saints are reportedly close to a deal. Um, obviously, news broke last week that Kamara had been absent from practices, and then we found out it was contract-related, which immediately scared Saints fans, right? Immediately, they're like, okay, is this guy going to hold out? Especially the people dra- that's already scared drafted fantasy, him in fantasy. fantasy that's fans, what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it scared a lot of people. Had a lot of people on the edge of their seat. Uh, now, the Saints ended up saying that they were open to trading Kamara, and apparently there were four teams that were interested in him. I do not know who the four teams were. I don't know if you do, Bo, but I'm I do not. I'm surprised that we found out about it. Yeah, I, I doubt we'll find out that information. Um, but now the team is apparently close to a deal with him, and I'm going to be honest with you, Bo. I'm in- interested to see this contract, more so because, a- as much as I've talked to you about it, I don't know how to value this guy as a running back. You know how I stand with it, Bo. I don't know how you put a dollar sign on him. He's never been a guy that's carried the load for an offense, much less he's barely been the guy that has carried the load in his own backfield. I I really don't know what type of price tag you put on this guy. And I'm going to tell you this, Bo. Last year, Kamara had 178 rushing attempts. Latavius Murray had 151. 
It's kind of weird that he wouldn't just take the Joe Mixon money because they said that's the starting point, and I'm sure the Saints were willing to write him a twelve million dollar year check. But I, I'm 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 honestly shocked he didn't take that because I mean now like even like with Derrick Henry, you know, I mean if they get a good number over twelve, they take it nowadays. So I think it was reported that they were he was looking for something. He didn't ask for Christian McCaffrey money. It came out saying that he wasn't asking for that kind of money or Ezekiel Elliott money. I think, like you said, it was, the starting point was Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's making $12 million a year because it's a four-year, four $48 million deal. I think Kamara was asking for thirteen. I think. I think that's what I saw was reported, that he was asking for thirteen a year. Again, man, I don't know. I, I'm just interested to see how this goes. Yeah. I, you know, me and you have different standpoints on this. And, you know, I know I, I, I kind of downplay Kamara a little bit, and I, I know it could be part of the Saints and Sean Payton's offensive scheme to have a committee. But the way I see it is, Bo, if Kamara is this all-world running back that people peg him as, why not ride him that way? I, that's what I don't get. Well, I mean, you could you could have said that about several Saints running backs over the years. I mean, they that's but just I, how the Saints are. It's Sean Payton. He runs a, he runs a big backfield. I mean, you can't help that every few years he gets a horse that's really good. I mean, it's just his scheme. They change him out a lot. I mean, it doesn't help that, that Kamara hurt his ankle, I think, last year. No, it didn't But, help. you know, it didn't. I mean, of course, and they, they ran Latavius Murray into the ground those weeks. They did. And also, he played with a torn meniscus. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He played with a torn meniscus I mean, And year. you can't send Latavius Murray out to catch as many passes as Alvin Kamara. So when you have Latavius Murray, the his strength is going to be give him a heavy carry load and let him run, let him get going. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you use him the way you use Kamara. So I think that's one of the reasons that that, that carry level is about the same. Because, I mean, you got to think of how many passes Kamara probably caught close to the line that are almost a rushing attempt, but they're not. They're passes. You know, I mean, he probably caught, I'd say, a good – third of his passes are probably caught within two, three yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I agree you know? with that. And I mean, so those those are almost rushes in today's game. I mean, short passes are used like three downs, three rushing downs were in the 70s and 80s. I mean, people throw, usually in the first three downs, you're throwing twice nowadays. That's true. Okay, but, but the way I see it is, like, I'm not saying, like, make no mistake, this guy is unbelievably lethal, you know, yeah, at times a as a runner and player. as a pass catcher, right? Like, he's yeah. one of the most efficient pass catching backs in the NFL and one of the most dangerous players in space in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's just something about, I don't know, you know, a lot of people peg this guy as like a, a, a like a top five running back, man. And I, I, I don't, I just don't get that. I don't get where you see that. I don't think when I think of top five running backs, I think of guys that carry the load for their offense, you know, do a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's weird that people will say this guy is should be ranked so highly among among the running backs in the NFL. Yet the the Saints don't apparently take advantage of that. It's just a very weird concept to me. It's just <clears throat> if something you, if I think you get 16 with. healthy games out of Kamara. We might be able we might be having a different talk, but we did. So, so we don't know. I mean, if if Kamara didn't miss those those games last year, I think the carry the amount of carries between the two isn't isn't within twenty isn't carries like it is now. No. Okay, and that's true. That's true. So within twenty carries right now, I just don't see that being the case if Kamara doesn't get hurt last year. Yeah, I mean th- that probably and he played hurt, hurt a lot more than he sat out. He did. He did. And, I mean, and I'll I be think honest he with you, played the whole season hurt last year. When it came out that he had played with a torn meniscus, I was like, "Damn!" Like, I mean, how can you expect a guy to be himself with a torn meniscus? I oh no, I don't. I don't. When that came I'm out, a, it kind of explained yeah. more to me. I'm an average Joe, and I've torn my meniscus, and it took me out of my average Joe job 
for a month. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, and like, these guys are playing football at the highest level. I can't imagine how, especially at running back, what a meniscus tear must feel like. Because I think I was listening to Marquise Pouncey talk about his meniscus tear, and they say that for heavy impact people like running backs and like O linemen and stuff, who their knees take such a beating, that meniscus is is a, is like a like lubrication, like comfort for your joints yeah. and your bone bone joints. And imagine a, as a guy who's as explosive in his cuts as Kamara trying to be explosive with his meniscus torn up. I just, I can't imagine that going well. It's a tough I mean, guy, but. And it's really going to affect your lateral agility too. Like, and like that's, that's his whole game. It is. It is. Lateral agility is so big and such a big part of his game that, you know, like I was just saying with the whole meniscus, like if you, 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 you have a damaged meniscus or anything like that, like it, it's your lateral agility is close to nothing at that point. A healthy Alvin Kamara is worth 12, $13 million. A hurt Alvin Kamara is not. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's That's weird. a predicament to be in because, you know, if he's hurt, he's not, not, not worth much to you. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, have, I have a weird stance on Alvin Kamara. Some people don't like it. You know, I just I just have this weird, weird uh, stance on uh, the way I see him as a running back. I've always said he just seems to be like a big-bodied scat back. That's what I've just always considered him as because the guy just is very efficient catching the ball. But I, I don't know. Just seeing the team not use him as much as I would expect them to use him is, you know, especially if he's – being held to that high of a regard it's just it's just a weird concept to me either way though man you know hopefully he gets his deal done hopefully the guy gets his money and we'll obviously see what he gets and when the deal comes out guys we will let you know what happened um Bo talking about another running back Leonard Fournette to Tampa Bay I'm gonna start calling this team the Tampa Bay All-Stars Literally, that's that's the only thing I'm going to call them all year is the Tampa Bay All-Stars. Uh, guys, Fournette was re- released by the Jaguars last Monday after they reportedly were unable to find a trade for him. Uh, Jaguars head coach Doug Marone said, we couldn't get anything. A fifth, a sixth, anything. We couldn't get anything. Now, let me say this, though. I fail to see the reason. Now, I understand that, that Leonard Fournette had somewhat, I would say you would call it diva-ish time in Jacksonville. But but in 2019, he ran for over 1,100 yards, albeit he did just run for three touchdowns. But he also caught 76 passes for over 500 yards. You're mm-hmm. telling me no team was willing to give up a fifth or sixth round pick for a 25-year-old, like what, six foot, six one, 230-pound running back? Would you have taken a fifth and a sixth for Ned if you're the Jags, though? I mean, I think you'll release him and get a comp pick of a third or fourth. Like <laughs> What's I the get, point? You know? but, but they're saying like nobody was willing to do anything. I mean, this dude was a top 10 pick, man. This dude's built like a like a brick house and he's only 25. And like, uh, yeah, I get like his, you know, his average yards per carry were not that great. But neither was there, there was no fucking you know, quarterback helping him. Not trying to cuss. But well, I, you you got to. And, and we've talked about this before. You need to you need to count. Since he stepped on the field at LSU day one to the day he went pro, he was the man. Yeah, he was. So he, he was. caught he caught a heavy load at LSU. Yeah. The wear and tear was definitely there, but it, but it's it, I failed to see. You know, they stacked the box against this guy constantly. It was a loaded yeah. box. It's all he saw. And people are going to say, "Well, let's look at his yards per carry." Like that yeah. means nothing to do, me. Do you think because they named Ronald Jones the starter? Do you think he takes that over pretty soon? The way I see it is, is so much for Ronald Jones is our guy. Like so much with that talk. Like I, I don't so much for all that talk. You know, Bruce Arians can sit there and say anything he wants to about Ronald Jones, but we all know who the most talented running back in that backfield is now. Yeah, you know, I think I think Bruce Arians they got is definitely shady also. It's kind of crazy. True, and he's you know 
I think Bruce Arians is giving Ronald Jones a chance to prove himself after a terrible rookie season. And when I when I say terrible, I mean terrible. Like one of the worst rookie seasons I think historically ever. And which really upset me because I, I was really high on him coming out of USC. But I think the whole thing is getting Leonard Fournette, it had to show, okay, either they are really trying to help Tom Brady and, and you know keep a little bit of youth there, you know, just let's stockpile this running back room. Or either he doesn't trust Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy. He thinks we've still got to get someone else, and the all running backs still aren't good enough. I mean, is that yeah. how you see it? Why do you think he ends up why, – why, why did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make a go at Leonard Fournette? I do not know for sure. I think they just want to have all the offensive weapons they can around Tom Brady. I think they want to give him every – single option whether he's whether he's getting worn down at the end of the year and they want to ride Leonard Fournette out in a few games or whether it's they want the versatility that Rojo has a little bit of that I mean and they they want and they got their little James White and Shady I guess yeah you know I mean maybe that's what it is they want to have options Brady's used to having a backfield uh you know like a full set of cards and his running backs. He's used to using them all. You know, it could be as much as getting Brady in his comfort level as it is uh, just wanting to have weapons. You know, Brady's used to that. He's used to having a horse. He's used to having a, an all-around guy, and then and then the scat guy. He's used to having that. You know, those cards in his hand, and then now he's got those receivers. I just want to see how they put it all into you know make it work. I mean, there I don't is know so exactly. much on that field. It is insane. It's almost overwhelming. You like, know what? It, you know what? You know what it reminds me of when everybody thought, uh, when everybody thought that the Cleveland Browns were going to take off, right? When they yeah. loaded that roster with talent, they loaded it. You up. can't like, orchestrate it. You, you can't. You can't. And it's starting to remind me of that. And I'm starting to be honestly, I'm a little bit worried. Is that what's going to happen to this team? Are there too many mouths? Well, to between, beat? I'm thinking, I like. I like the their their offensive coaching between Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, and then you have Tom Brady. Uh, but between those three, I think a game plan can be put together. You know, I just hope that there's there's a level of of like intricacy that like a team that's been together three years, like an offense that's been to you know that's been in a room together for three years has that a first year team can't really do. You know, Leonard Fournette can learn the offense, but he isn't going to be as well versed in the offense and asked to do as much in year one. And he's only got a one year deal. Yeah, you know, it's a one year deal. I feel like what they're going to ask of him is going to be a very limited. You know what I mean? I don't see him catching seventy six passes this year. I I bet you he catches under under fifty. Easy. Okay. Okay. I think I, I, I mean, think I agree with you. I think, think Sean McCoy's going to eat up some of that. I, Dude, yeah, I think that's good. And Rojo too will. It'll, it'll, it will drop off for him. He will not. They will not need Leonard Fournette to catch seventy six passes. It's just I don't see how in that offense this year there's even room for him to get seventy passes. I'm gonna be honest with you. When he originally got cut, by the way, guys, real quick, we just said it's a one year deal. Uh, it's a base salary of two million, but it could be worth up to three and a half million. Um, I just want to let you guys know that. But, Bo, I'll be honest with you. When he got cut or released or, you know, it's pretty much the same thing, I thought I really wanted to see him either go to the Steelers or the Bears. That's what, like, those were two offenses while I was there. If you, okay, if you look at the him. averages, uh, James Conner has been hurt for about as many games as Leonard Fournette has. And, and James Conner's, like, yards per carry averages and yards per catch averages are higher. Yeah. There's really no, there's no point. I mean, not to mention you just drafted Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell is a Leonard Fournette type back. So like what, what would be the point? 
I guess other, you're right. Other, other than, and then you got this Jalen Samuels issue, who Mike Tomlin's been, you know, who's been in his corner this whole training camp, surprising everybody. So it's like I don't see, I don't see where he would fit in a like how he would bring something we didn't already have. Yeah, I understand that. I just, for some reason, just pictured him going there. The Bears as well, even though, you know, they just drafted David Montgomery. I just felt like the Bears were a good fit too, man. I, I don't know. I, you know, and I'm not I'm not downplaying the fact of, you know, Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy when I say Fournette. I mean, it's just a fact. Fournette is the most talented running back in that running back room. Uh, but obviously, a backfield with Fournette, McCoy, and Jones, I mean, that's a dangerous one. I mean, that 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 is a... That is a very dangerous backfield, and not to mention they also drafted Keyshawn Vaughn as well. Yeah, I just you- got a, I just got a, uh, a little bit of a, um, a news here, like a, a shefty bomb. A Patriots just cut Lamar Miller. Wow, they just signed him too. Wow, yeah, they also that just got just rid happened. of Mohamed Sanu, man. I, yeah. I, the Patriots are up to something, man. They're always up to something. They do exactly. stuff that you know other people don't understand. And then Bill makes it look like it was the best decision ever. So we'll, we'll see what all this goes. The thing with Mohamed Sanu that I want to say is the Patriots gave up a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu and then released him. So that didn't look good. That did not look good. They got to be getting, I'm telling you, some of these releases got to be for comp picks, man. I mean, if, say you give him be. up, if you give him up for a second round, then you release him for nothing. The NFL's got to compensate you in some way, I feel like. Yeah. That, that, so, that may be a lot of something what behind is. it, dude. It, it definitely is. Um, guys, also a little bit of sad news, at least for me. Uh, Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the NFL, is now out for the season. Derwin James tore his right meniscus during practice last Sunday. Uh, he missed all but five games last year due to a foot injury, and he also tore his ACL when he was in college at Florida State. I'm going to say this, Bo. It is really troubling to see that many injury issues that early in his career. And if I was a Chargers fan, I would be worried about it. I would be, even though I, I would be so excited to have this guy on my team and on my on my roster, I would be worried about it at this point. Like the the I'm, guy, the guy's unable to stay on the field, uh, and it's really upsetting, man, because he has the potential to do so much. Like his play style screams positionless. Like it literally screams that. It, it, you know that's why it's going to be a huge hole to fill in that LA defense. It's just a huge loss for the Chargers, man. It, it's it's a massive loss. I don't know. I'm sure Nazir Adderley is going to have to step up. He obviously didn't see a whole lot of playing time last year. If he, even if he saw, I don't even know if he saw any. He may have missed the uh, whole season last year. I can't really remember. But Or, or Desmond King's going to have to push back into a safety role. You know, and he's normally playing corner. So, so you know, they're deep. They are a very deep team, and they should be thankful for that. But it, it that is a massive loss for that defense. One of the defenses I thought could have been top three in the league this year. Yeah. I, I just I hate to see it, man. I hate to and see it, it. Like you said, it's it's a little nerve wracking on, on the fans and I mean the 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 front office. They got to be thinking like, how how often are we gonna have this guy? You know. But when this guy came out of Florida State, I saw him. I was watching him his freshman season. I was like, this guy is going to be absolutely unreal. Absolutely yeah. unreal. Like just From day what, one. what he was able to do. He could play linebacker. He could rush the passer. He he was a ball hawk. He was great in run support. Like it, he, he just did everything well. He really did. It was, you know, Jamal Adams obviously got drafted earlier than he did. And when we saw Jamal Adams, I was like, God, like this guy does everything at a high level. You know, during James comes out, I'm like, okay, this guy does everything at a higher level. <laughs> and I'm not, again, that's a, that's a bold statement. But I fully believe if Duran James could just stay healthy, he would 
be uh, considered the best safety in the NFL. I, I, firmly I agree. Believe that. I, I agree firmly with that. Believe that. But uh, guys, also quarterback battles are ending now. There's been a couple of quarterback battles going on during the offseason that's gotten a lot of attention. A lot of these guys or these teams for that matter, are now naming their starting quarterbacks. Washington has named Dwayne Haskins their starter, although they are keeping Alex Smith on the 53-man roster. I uh, I do like that. Obviously, you need to keep Alex Smith on there. Chargers have named Tyrod Taylor the starter. That's fine. I don't know how long he'll be the starter, but I get where they're coming from. They got the veteran out there. Let's throw him out there week one. Mitch Trubisky, Bo, has been named the starting quarterback for the Bears. Yeah, and even it, it after won the competition, paid, even after you paid Nick Foles all that money, do you, got, do you, do you think this is a pride thing from them? From them, like they, they were not going to be wrong on this draft I think it pick. Is. Like they, they, they refuse to be wrong, and everyone knows they were wrong drafting this guy. Everyone knows that, and I think they're they're just constantly like we have got to make ourselves look somewhat better for this. Like maybe he will prove us right. We paid him 20 million and he beat our 20 million dollar quarterback out for uh for for a job. We paid Nick Foles 20 million and made Trubisky beat him in the open competition. They it's like they got they want something to say. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't see how he's better. I don't see how you put it how Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, how he goes on the field and he was worse than Mitch Trubisky. Don't get it. We'll yeah, never you get know, it. Mitch Trubisky, you know, you know, Super Bowl uh winning your division just cuz of your defense. Uh Nick yeah, Foles cool. is better. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know, man. It, it's upsetting. I, I I don't think it's going to be long. I I give it to week three and Nick Foles is a starter. I I'll give it I'll give it two weeks. First Mitch, three interception game. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is going to come out, and if he has any bad games whatsoever, Nick Foles takes the job immediately. Yeah, could have a mid game early on. Also, guys, talking about from a from a pride standpoint. This isn't really a battle. It's never been a battle. But Joe Burrow has been named the Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback. Bo, I'm so excited for it. I feel like you went so through excited. all those other ones just so you could throw that out there. I wanted to put it out there. It was it was actually double underlined in my notes. Double underlined, man. I just had to put it out there. Even though it wasn't a battle. They cut the, the third string QB today. They only have two on the roster now. It's Finley yeah. and Burrow. Finley and Burrow, man. Hopefully Burrow has a good year. Uh, but again, I just want to let you guys know who has been named the starters. Also, one last one, Cam Newton has also been named the Patriots starter, which Surprise. I kind of you know saw that one coming. Even though the, the Patriots are high on Jared Stenham, we kind of all saw him. Yeah, we, we all saw him. Did you just say he's not good? I'm not high on Jared Stenham at all. I don't see I don't see how he'll ever I don't see how he'll ever be the starter for that team. I don't know, man. They really like him. And I scouted him coming they, out of Auburn, man. He he is he's a he's a good quarterback prospect. I just don't think Bill is gonna hand the reins to that guy. I just really I I never could see it. Ever. Exactly. No matter what they said. Exactly. I don't like you know, I don't see it in the least. And and he, he could he could be a he could be a like a bridge bridge of the gap kind of quarterback just to get him through a season to get to get the next guy, that by no means like is makes him the future or like an amazing draft pick like that's just a, a peg to stand on, to get to the next thing. If Jarrett Stidham had started and they hadn't assigned Cam Newton, I wonder what their record would have been. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hard to say. Five I get think- five wins max. No, I'm saying they get better than that. It's Bill Belichick running the team, man. They would do better than that. I mean, there's a lot of opt-outs, a lot of things going bad for them right now. It is. It is a lot of stuff going bad for them right now. And obviously, they're, get, they're already getting rid of receivers and running backs on the team. So it's not it's not really helping either one of the quarterbacks. But either way, guys, what we're going to get into next is division predictions. And while we do the division predictions, me and Bo are going to tell you what we were excited to see from each team 
in 2020? What do me and Bo want to see from each team? What do we want to, what questions do we want answered? So Bo, we're going to start in the AFC East, right? Yeah. Patriots, man. What are you, what are you excited to see? I want to see if the defense can carry them through this season like they did last season. If they win more than six games, it's because of the defense. So I think they can do it. I just think it's going to take health and and the continuity of that defense to run it and just be calm, be poised under pressure because they're going to have to win a lot of tight games. I don't see them going through many shootouts with people this year. I don't either. And, you know, what I'm excited to see from the Patriots is what does a Patriots offense with Cam Newton at quarterback look like? I know that's – Probably what a lot of people are thinking, but that's really – I want to see what Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels do what do with Cam Newton. They've never had a guy like this before. I want, I want to see if he gets the ball out as fast as Tom Brady did. It's going to get irritating for Bill Belichick. I'm, in, I'm interested to see how much they run him. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be interested to see. Is Bill going to say, no, like we're going to run down their throat. You know, you're you're a freak of a human being. Like you need to use it to your advantage. I'm interested, man. I want to see if they run him or if they try to protect him. Obviously, he's had that the, the foot. Um, it was either the foot or the ankle. And then he's had the shoulder issues. I don't know how many hits they want this guy taking. So it's going to be interesting to see. Both for the Bills, my question is, how much does the addition of Stephon Diggs improve this offense and this team? Yeah, we got. I wrote uh, the Diggs Allen connection. Like, how good can they be? I think they can be really good, but it, it all depends on Josh Allen's efficiency. Can he be more efficient than he was last year? Because yeah. if you if you look at it from an efficiency standpoint, Josh Allen was at the bottom of the ranks. He's gonna have to be a more accurate quarterback. He's got to be. He's got to be. I, I think he was one of the lowest, one of the lowest in the ranks last year at uh, throwing catchable balls. I don't know when we're saying this, but they're my pick to win that division if that's what we're doing. Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and say it now, guys. For the AFC East, I have the Bills winning the division as well. Okay, yeah. Even though y'all got Cam Newton, Patriots fans, I do not see the Patriots winning this division. It is time for the Bills to step up and win this division. Bo, for the Dolphins, my question is, how long does it take Tua to get his shot and see serious playing time? I'm going to say week six, he gets his first action. That's Ooh. what I'm going to say. Ooh, I have um, mine's the same. Want to see how long it takes for two starts, and I'm I'm saying by week four. Okay, all right. So you think by week four this guy steps in in the game? Yep, yep. I like it, man. I like it. I think um, it's going to be the same kind of the same concept as uh, who we were talking about earlier, where uh, first bad game, like you know, Foles could step in. First yeah. bad game, you could see two. I mean, Miami's hurting for some wins. I just think the reason I said six and not four or anything like that is because I think they're going to be so cautious with that hip. They're gonna they're gonna try to milk it as long they, as they can. I just can don't feel like I feel like he's been he's been a full go since he showed up there. I don't see how long you can nurse an injury that's fully healed. We've already that's, said he's a hundred percent. That's true, man. But they're, they're they, you know how they they are. That's that's their new baby. That's their brand new toy. They don't I'm want not, to take any I'm not, chances. I'm not big on uh, like you know on nursing rookies these rookies these days. I mean, you should if you want him to have have the experience of sitting behind Fitzpatrick. That's one thing. But if it's his hip, I mean, they've already said he's 100%. What are you afraid of? You know what I mean? That's why you're holding him back if he's the better quarterback. I'm, just, I'm not a big supporter of that. If you say he's 100% and, and he's probably the better quarterback, why the heck is he out there? You know, I don't think there's a there's no question of whether he's a better quarterback or not. I don't think that – I don't think any coaches on that team think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the better quarterback. He's just a vet. Yeah, he's just a vet. So, of course, they're going to put him out there week one, man. I just think – you know, I think they're just still worried over the, the hip, and they're, they're going to let him wait as long as he can to put him in game action. That's all I'm saying. Guys, moving on to the AFC North. For the Steelers, though, what am I excited to see 
for your team. Mine is how good can this team be with a healthy Big Ben and a top three defense in the league? That's what I want to see. I want to yeah. see how good this team can be. Well, unfortunately, if the Ravens were in the division, I'd pick them to win the division. But I think everyone knows where that's going. Um, but, I, I mean, I think they're going to be a 10-win team. I don't see how the the Steelers are denied a playoff spot this year. And the thing that I'm excited about uh, is the is the running back room. Um, I want to see if Benny Snell, apparently he's lost weight. And, you know, James Conner is one of those guys where you never know what game he could leave early. And if one of those McFarland or Snell comes in and lights it up, I mean, they don't have a lot of money committed to James Conner right now. They wouldn't be that big of a deal if you moved him over for a better running back. You know, so I, I want to see the running back room. I mean, not to mention there's – I think a fourth one's going to be kept on the roster. Um, the way they're talking about Jalen Samuels and his his unique ability to run routes and catch the ball. So it's going to be so kind of interesting. I think Benny Snell definitely has the the, the potential to take the job from James Conner. I yeah. definitely think that. I think he did very he played very well last year, mm-hmm. right? And I think the coaches are really high on him. And mm-hmm. I, I've I always loved the way he ran ran the football at Kentucky. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like either second right now. I think he's second right now all time in uh, SEC rushing yards. For he a hit three straight thousand yard seasons at Kentucky. Yeah, he he killed it, man. He, he's yeah. a bruiser. He he can do. He he does everything well. Good vision. Yeah, no, he just he, his breakaway speed just isn't really there. But that's no, not a big not deal. There. It's not that he does get run down by defenders. But it, it, you know, James Conner's not twenty. Burn. Yeah, if he can bust it twenty five yards, I'm fine with that. <laughs> exactly, it's a big chunk pickup. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think Benny but, Snell is definitely going to take touches from James Conner and eventually take that starting job. Yeah. Um, Ravens guys. My question is, what type of impact does the addition of Dobbins, being J.K. Dobbins, the running back out of Ohio State, and Devin Duvernay, the wide receiver out of Texas, make on this offense? But I don't know if you remember this. When we did the Ravens fan episode, I made the prediction that Devin Duvernay would take the starting role from Willie Snead. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm still standing by it. I I like that prediction. I think he has that big – I think he makes that big of an impact. And I think J.K. Dobbins is definitely going to come in. And as the season goes, he's just going to keep getting more and more touches. He's going to take touches away from Mark Ingram. They got a steal in J.K. Dobbins. I think they got a steal in Devin Duvernay. And to be honest with you, the reason they got a steal in Duvernay is I think he fits perfectly into that offense. I I really think he does. I think they were missing a guy like him. They were. They absolutely were. So I, I cannot wait to see what type of impact those two guys have on this offense with Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be fantastic. Plus, uh, Marquise Brown has put on, I think, like 25 pounds of muscle. That's, that's mine. That's my – it's a Mark, Hollywood Brown gained 20 pounds of weight. Is it, How functional will it be? That's my – what I'm excited to see. But the biggest thing will is he has still he be that fast? Yeah, yeah, has he lost, lost that that's step? How, that's how it functions for him. If he gained weight and made him slower, I wouldn't say it's functional. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll it's not going to make him taller, so it's not going to make him a bigger specimen. I mean, speed is his game. It is. That, that's that's his strength. He's got he's got to rely on that. If he loses that speed, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he's this expert route runner. You know what I mean? Doing, yeah, he better be doing something else right if he loses that speed. That's that's completely true, man. So we'll see if he's lost a step or not. Apparently, coaches have been saying that he looks even faster. I'm sure they could just be talking him up, but maybe he does look faster, man. Yeah, I have no idea. Hopefully he does. I mean, the guy was already a burner burner already, so I can't imagine him getting much faster Uh, for the Bengals. My whole thing is let's watch Joe Burrow. There is no question. I just want to see what Joe Burrow is able to do this year. And if I did have a question, it's how good will Jonah Williams be in his first actual year playing? Yeah. 
It's That's my deal. question. It's a big deal for Joe Burrow. Oh, it's a massive deal. It, it, it's it's huge. I think I just want to see what Joe Burrow is able to do in that offense. And you know, all offensive line is trash. Like, I'll just come out and say it right now. It is absolute. It's trash. So I want to see. You know, he, what, what was he great at at, at, uh, at LSU, Bo? He was great at, at you know extending the play, making something out of nothing. Well, he better get really used to that because guys are going to be right in his face. He's going to see more pass rush than he's ever seen in his life this year. Oh, Between Miles Garrett, the Judon, and TJ Watt, it's a long – he's going to play each of them twice. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a very long year. He's going to be on his butt a whole lot. I'm a just going to tell you that straight up. Better get ready. It, it, it's it's going to be rough, man. Talking about the Browns, the last team in the division. I just Steph- want to say my- Oh, my bad, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I just Miles kind of the same as you. How many weeks does it take Burrow to pick it up and be the be the the franchise caliber quarterback? How long so, are you saying? I didn't put a week on it. I just was I was kind of aimed in the, aiming it more too. I mean, how how quickly do you think Burrow is the guy picks it up? I mean, he's gonna be the guy week one. He'll start. Well, I, th- I think he's the guy like, before we got drafted in Cincinnati. Sure, but like, how fast will he be real NFL talent quarterback? Like like the real deal because that's what they drafted him to be. Is like. You know, next the next Aaron Rodgers, next Tom Brady, the next Ben Roethlisberger, like the next franchise quarterback. They want the next decade with Joe Burrow. How quickly do you think that he's showing that that kind of talent? Do you think he has a few rough weeks where he all score a lot of points? Do you think he comes out just lighting it up day one? Like, what's your prediction? I think I think he he's going to impress a lot of people this year. the The main thing that that Joe Burrow has going for him is his poise. His poise is is. The, the the amount of poise he has and how calm he stayed that, that it's unique for a rookie coming in. He seemed very calm in, in his meetings and his press conferences and stuff like that. The coaches have said that he just does not get phased. He'll throw an interception, come right back out, throw the same pass again. You know, he he doesn't get phased by stuff. So that's a good thing. It, it's he's not shaken up by the NFL right now, and. I think it's going to play to his advantage a whole lot this season. If you're asking me, I think he's going to do a lot of stuff really well this year, but obviously there's going to be bumps along the way. He's a rookie. And, you know, Kyler Murray had a great year last year, but everything wasn't perfect. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, it still so, was a losing season. Yeah, it was still a losing season, and I fully expect us to have a losing season. He's going to struggle. Our offensive line's going to let him down. Hopefully our receivers can stay healthy. <clears throat> A.J. Green. So, I think I think he's going to do a great job this year. It just you know some people are going to are going to rate it different than others. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, I forgot about your your take on the Bengals, Bo. The Browns. Yeah, right. My question is: Can Kevin Stefanski take advantage of this unbelievably talented roster? Can he do it? The Freddie Kitchens experiment was a disaster, and that's an understatement. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. Can Stefanski come in here? and take all these unbelievable weapons in this young team on both the defense and the offense and and put them in the right direction and get them to the playoffs like everybody thinks they should be. Everybody thinks this team should be in the playoffs, and if you're going from a talent perspective, they should be in the playoffs. They're one of probably the top five most talented teams in the NFL. Actually, it's no probably. They are one of the most the, the top five most talented teams in the NFL, w- without a doubt, actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. On paper. I, on paper, on paper they are. So it's going to be interesting, man. I want to see if this this new head coach can come out and change this team around. You know, they've been a huge letdown since they've got all these guys, man. It's been a big letdown. And I know Browns fans are like, come on, man. You know, we, we obviously weren't winning when we, we didn't have that many great players. And now we're like, okay, now we got all the great players and we still can't win. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It's got to be awful to be a Browns fan right now. That That's my question. Can Stefanski change the way things have been going? That's my question. Yeah. How many sacks will Miles Garrett have? He's the best player on their roster. Um, he's a freak to watch. I'm terrified every time the Steelers play the Browns simply because Miles Garrett's chasing down our quarterback every play. Um, I think he's going to go 16 sacks or more. Um, I think he's going to have a great year as long as he doesn't hit anybody with a helmet. So I don't know how you feel about it, but as long as he doesn't come out there and get a long, another long-term suspension, I think he's going to absolutely dominate. So he's suspended what, the first four games of the season? Yeah. Okay, if that wasn't the case and he wasn't su- suspended, I would probably – he would probably be my defensive player of the year uh, favorite. Well, I guess with missing four games, I don't know how he gets to 16 sacks. But I'll go north of four, 14 or more. I still think okay. he gets a pile. <laughs> oh, he's going to get a ton of them, man. He, he's so talented. And I, I've been saying this. I think he's the best edge rusher in the NFL. I don't think you can put anybody over him. Right, really, I do yeah. not think – Give me somebody. Give me somebody. TJ Watt. TJ, okay, come on. No, you can't be giving me Steelers, guys. That's biased. That's by TJ Watt was the only other person that he, he probably, sh- I wouldn't say probably, but he, he, if, if Stefan Gilmore didn't have the year he had, TJ Watt would have won defensive player of the year last year. That doesn't mean, first of all, first of all, let, okay, you're telling me from if, a talent standpoint, okay. you're telling me from a talent standpoint that TJ Watt is better than Miles Garrett? Is the only one you could have the conversation with. Who? TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. I think they're the only two that can have that conversation for edge rushers. Best two in the league. Best two in the league. Top five different conversations. My number oh, I, one I would be that. them, then that. the Bosa's, then like, for, I don't know, well, you put Chandler Jones. Uh, we're already ranting. See, this is how fast we get on something else. This is really how yeah, fast we're, we get on. See, we're, we're past. We're pa- yeah, we got to go back to what we're excited Go back. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Go right. to the AFC South now. All right, no, 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 no. We're going to tell the division winner for this. I'm saying Steelers right. win the division. Wow, I love you. Thank you. I'm saying yeah, the Ravens. How do you be hype about that? I couldn't wait to say it. Yeah, the, I think the Ravens win it. Okay. I don't think so, man. I think Big Ben comes back with that defense. I think they put on a show. Lamar will have to get hurt or regress for it to happen. Okay. All right. We'll see, man. Again, I'm saying Steelers, man. You should just take it. Just, just take I, the, I said I love take, you. Take the division crown, man. Uh, AFC South, guys. The Texans, my question is, how much does this offense take a step back without D-Hop? How will David Johnson also be used in this offense? They just traded one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver in the league, for David Johnson. So they better just run this guy like crazy. They better use him like crazy. That's all I've got to say. And, again, yeah. I don't think they're doing any favors other than just, you know, paying this guy the big bucks. I know you just helped out his bank account. But other than helping out his bank account, the Texans are doing absolutely nothing to help Deshaun Watson. <laughs> nothing. They're doing nothing. It, it's. I could go on it all day. It, it, he just got rid of his best weapon. It's awful. It's really bad. I think a lot of teams, they have a problem with not helping out their quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is a Super Bowl-winning caliber quarterback. No question about it. And you just gave up his best weapon. I, don't, I really don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. So we're going to see how much of a step back this offense takes, man. What was your question for for the Texans, um, I just put. I want like I think Watson has a chance for to be in the MVP race. I said that's what I'm excited to see this year. I want to see Watson be one of the elite top three or four quarterbacks in the league and and carry this team to you know to probably a nine and seven winning season or ten and six winning season just because he's that good. Um, I love. I don't like. I, it's. I feel bad for him having to carry his team, but God, is he fun to watch carry his team? I mean, oh, he just so he just does now. it all so well. It's 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 unbelievably fun to watch, and it's 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 probably shorting his career the amount of hits he's had to take. But right now, man, it's it's 
it's just it's too much fun to watch. It's up there with Mahomes and Lamar. It's 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 it really every is. time he's out there. This Thursday night game coming up between Mahomes and 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 uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be going to be great. Going to be a blast. What a great way to open up the season. Oh yeah, I mean, and I almost I feel bad the Texans got to open up zero and one, but it's still going to be fun to watch. Those two guys. That's going to be a lot of money on the field. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a whole lot of money. It's a whole money. whole lot of net worth right there, man. A whole yeah, lot of it. Absolutely. Um, Guys, for the Titans, I say, can the Titans bully ball their way to another playoff appearance with Derrick Henry? I don't think so. I think the Titans, I, the Titans missed the playoffs. I don't know if the Titans missed the playoffs, but I don't see I don't see them making it as far as they did. I think they'll lose round one, wild card, or divisional round, whatever it is for them. Um, and, I mean, mine is I think it's going to be a huge breakout year. I mean, he broke out last year, but I think it's going to be a huge year for A.J. Brown. I mean, I think he's going to cement himself in an upper echelon of receivers this year, not just like a 1,100-yard season. He's going to be bigger than that, I think. And I think he's going to showcase the do-it-all receiver that he really is. I like it. I like it. A.J. Brown popped off last year. Yeah. You know, he was my number one ranked you know, wide receiver in his class. He just does everything he does, well. Everything. He's got a, he's got good size, good hands, good in space. Good, yeah, good in space, good speed. Good he blocking. can high point the ball. Yeah, he does everything at a high level. Yeah. He really yeah. does. You know, people a lot of people were talking a whole lot about his teammate DK Metcalf. Obviously, both of them played together at Mississippi. AJ Brown's more well-rounded. He is more well-rounded. Much more polished coming in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But obviously DK is the bigger freak, but that's better. not always And DK has a better quarterback. That yeah. stuff matters. That, it's that very impressive really what AJ Brown was able to do. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much already taken the, the wide receiver one spot from Corey Davis. Corey Davis, by the way, was a top five pick. I think Ryan Tannehill has as much to thank for A.J. Brown helping revitalize his career. He has to oh, thank, definitely. He has to thank definitely. A.J. Brown a lot. I think A.J. Brown can thank him a lot because he's got a at least a guy with a decent arm putting the ball up in the air for him. Exactly. You know, they, they clearly trust each other, and, like, they're helping each other get paid. <laughs> they are. They are. A.J. Brown – He's going to be – I agree with you, Matt. I think this year – It's a he big year. Could, It's going to be a big year for him. I think he definitely could move up the ranks wide receivers in the league this year. I think yeah. he's going to move himself up quite a bit, especially if he can replicate and build on what he was able to do last year because that, that was just very impressive. Yeah. Um, both for the Colts, my question is, what does Phillip Rivers have left in the tank? That's what I'm interested to see. The, you know, They just signed this guy. They apparently believe in him more than Jacoby Brissett. Okay? Let's see what this guy's got. I want to see what he is able to do with you. How know, many team. wins do you think he gets? Well, I guess I can go ahead and tell you. I have Colts winning the division. Okay, so you think he wins at least ten games? Yeah, I think he, I think Colts win the division. As, I mean, unless you think their division is going to be like the Eagles last year and they win at nine and seven or something. They possibly could. I don't yeah. know. I don't trust the Texans' defense enough to win to to you know keep them in games a lot of times. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be Deshaun Watson running for his life and then his defense just being like Swiss cheese. And, and I don't know which one of the Texans receivers is really going to be the, the the biggest and baddest. Like that's going to help them. I mean, it's going to be such an even distribution. And I don't even know. I don't know how it's going to work for them. They're not going to have a shining star uh, catching the ball. No, they're not. They're not. So that the Texans, man, I think they're going to struggle. The Titans, I just feel like you know, dude, defensive coordinators are so good at what they do. They're going to figure out ways to stop Derrick Henry. They are. They're definitely going to. The Colts, I just think they have the new quarterback. T.Y. Hilton is healthy this year. They just got Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of USC, who apparently Phillip Rivers is already in love with. 
already yeah. in love with. That Paris Campbell's going to be healthy this year. That guy in the slot, speedy guy, just can do a, a ton of stuff in space. They got Jack Doyle, have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. On the other side, they just got DeForest Buckner on the defensive line, which is a huge addition. You got Darius Leonard in the middle of the defense. I mean, c- come on, man. They also picked up Xavier Rhodes at corner. I mean, they got some good pieces. Well, Xavier man. Rhodes is going to have to bounce back. He had a bad. He game. is going to have to bounce but, back, but I think he definitely. You didn't even can. mention the Jonathan Taylor drafting. <laughs> that's true. I see. I man, they got so and Marlon that's Mack. My, that's my well, thing. Exactly, man. Go ahead and, and tell where, me your question. I thought well, it was funny yeah, your question. Yeah. So I mean, all aboard the Jonathan Taylor hype train. I'm all about it. I think he's a good running back. I think they're going to run him to the wheels fall off. Um, but. I mean, Marlon Max is a is a serviceable NFL running back, and I feel like he has just disappeared. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, heard, charts, I haven't heard the Mac name I feel like in months. Not once. And last year, especially towards the end of the year, he was not a bad fantasy back oh, half. Like oh. he's he's a he is an NFL running back. I'm not going to say he's a leader or anything, but you know he could start somewhere or be an effective two somewhere. And I guess he will be there effective two. But dude, they just I mean, you drafted Jonathan Taylor. You just kicked Mar- Marlon Mack off to the side. So you're going to have to get on the back burner for a little bit, bud. Yeah, like, that stuff's crazy. Hear me out with this. I think Philip Rivers is going to excel just because. I think they have a backfield a lot like what he was used to with the Chargers, right? Melvin Gordon, he was great for catching the ball, right? But he was more of a bruiser. I'm not saying he is a bruiser, but for that backfield, he he was better between the tackles than he was other other things. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's how they ran at Wisconsin. Okay, so now you've got Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah. Coming from where? Another Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Another Wisconsin boy. Another Badger (laughs) coming in. Now you got him that can run between the tackles. You got Marlon Mack that can do both. He can be a pass catcher or run between the tackles. Or then, and then you have your pass catching specialist, Naheem Hines, who is very effective. No one's probably going to think so because he doesn't put up, you know, godly numbers. But he's very effective as being at being a pass catcher. I, I just think Philip Rivers. It, it's going to be great, man. He's going to have such a good offensive line. You know, probably has debatably the best offensive lineman in the NFL in the interior in Quentin Nelson. I just think it's going to be awesome. They got Justin Houston on that defense too, man. It's going to be really, really cool to see the Colts and Phillip Rivers under center for them and see what they're able to do this year. I, I cannot wait. That That's one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Um, and then last for this division, guys, the Jaguars. Only thing I got to say is it's tank season, baby. They they ain't nothing. There is nothing. Say, I, I'm not going to yeah. turn on a Jaguars game and be say I'm excited about anything. If I yeah. had to pick something, it would be watching Josh Allen and Caleb on Chase on go at, getting after. I'm excited game. to see DJ Chark play. He's got talent. Yeah, he does have talent. He really, really does. I mean, I, I think um, my question is, I mean, obviously I put is the tank for real, which it is, and I put how bad do you feel for Trevor Lawrence? Because I feel so bad that he has to enter into the Jags' dysfunctional organization. There are just some organizations that just don't work well, and they don't usually provide someone a good chance to win. And I and I, I really feel bad for him. I honestly do. I feel like he's going to end up in Jacksonville. And I almost could – he might be too good of a kid for this to happen because they'll probably, you know, pay him a ton. But, like, he – I mean, I could see a, an Eli Manning moment happening where he's like, I don't want to play for the Jags. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I won't play for the Jags. And then they enforce their hand or something. I wouldn't want to play for the Jags, but he might be too good of a kid to pull that crap. You know. No, I, do I don't that, think. But, I don't think he would know, pull but that. But it's really the kind, they're the kind of organization you pull that on, though. They are. They are. They're a poorly ran organization. And I'm gonna be honest with you, though. I think 
it was kind of foolish of them to get rid of Leonard Fournette. I understand. Yeah, I said, you know, there was problems between the front office and Fournette and the coaches and stuff like that. I get that. But now you've got what, what you're pretty much doing is tanking for Trevor right now. And now you're bringing him in. Who's your running back? Who's your running back, Bo? An older Chris Thompson? Yeah. Is, is that what we're running with? Or I mean, are, you, he's, are you hoping that a, that a running back falls in the draft? I mean, I I don't know what they're expecting, man. They should have kept Leonard Fournette in that backfield. They should have. And I'm going to be honest, they already have two good receivers on that team. They've got D.D. Westbrook, and obviously a guy who's starting to blow up into his own is D.J. Chark. D.J. Chark's yeah. a, a damn good receiver. So I think Trevor Lawrence has good things to work with there. I really do. The The offensive line is pretty good. It's okay. It's pretty it, good. It, it's, it, it's, it's better than – I think it's, it's a little bit better than average. Lindor is getting older. But they just picked up Jawan Taylor two yeah. years ago in the draft from Florida. He, I just, a, dude, I just don't will. I don't, and I will never believe in the Jaguars. But yeah, well, it's just it's. They beat the Steelers once in the playoffs. But let me say this: if, if Burrow if Burrow didn't pull an Eli moment on the Bengals, I don't see Trevor doing it. Too <laughs> touche. Okay. Touche. I feel touche. like if you're going to pull it, you're pulling it on the. Same it's side. just too much guaranteed money at the number one pick. Exactly. Thirty some million now. It, it's crazy, man. It is absolutely unreal. Um, guys, as I said for that division, I do have the Colts winning. I think Phillip Rivers gets him, gets that division crown and makes it back to the playoffs. Um, AFC West, Bo, the Chiefs, what am I excited to see? Can anyone stop this offense? That's my main thing. Can anyone yeah. stop this offense? Probably I don't, not. I don't know if anyone can do it. I don't know. I really don't. But I, I'm excited huh? to see. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I mean, and it, 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 just saying you're excited for their offense pretty much speaks for itself. Everybody knows what their offense is and how good it is and explosive and how many points they can score. And for me, I think the biggest hindrance to that offense throughout this year is going to be the fact that they just won a Super Bowl, meaning they just played until February, and they'll be turning around on a shorter offseason than the rest of the league. I'd like to see how the guys who return from that year, how their bodies handle it. Um, a lot of times when you see a team win a Super Bowl and not make the playoffs next year, that is, has a lot to do with it. They're coming off a long year. And for and they're almost lucky COVID happened because they didn't have to jump back into minicamp and, and, you know, or OTAs in May. You know, they got all those months to be at home and resting. So yep. I want to see how their bodies with this COVID year and the fact that they played a longer season than anyone else um, other than the team they played in the Super Bowl show, the 49ers. So I, I want to see how their bodies hand, you know, hold up. I think that will be the Chiefs' biggest enemy this year because their team is good enough to beat anyone that comes in their path. But if they got to keep everybody on the field after just – playing a you know a long season back-to-back playoff seasons and one of them making it to the Super Bowl you know they're they're playing into the year longer than other teams yeah yeah absolutely man uh for the Broncos though my question is can Drew Locke take the next step can this offense reach its potential it's kind of two questions wrapped into one because for the offense to reach its potential Drew Locke is going to have to take the next step you know what I mean? And, and there's a lot of hype surrounding this team right now, man. A lot of hype. And rightfully so. This the the offensive guys, the the weapons they have are unreal. It really is. If Drew mm-hmm. Locke can can build on what he was doing towards the the end of last season, I think this is a very dangerous team. The defense isn't anything um that we can talk crap about either. You know, it's really not. Von Miller's getting older, but he's still an animal. Great yeah. at getting to the quarterback. Bradley Chubb's supposed to be healthy this year, although I did hear that Bradley Chubb says his knee is still not feeling right. 
which mm-hmm. is something that we should probably, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you need to be worried about a little bit. But I, I think this team, it's going to be interesting. Man. I want to see if this team can can reach its potential, definitely on offense. Uh, I want to see what they're able to do. Yeah, I mean, I believe that Drew Locke is the key that un- unlocks it all. I mean, if he if he is good, the Broncos' future is good. I mean, that's just how that's, that's such as life in the NFL. If your quarterback doesn't hit and you don't have a good one, you're not going to go but so far. It just doesn't happen like that anymore. Uh, there's too many points being scored every week. Um, and so my question is, can Drew Locke stay consistent? He was a he balled out when he got the ball at the end of the year. When they handed it him and said, you're the guy at the end of the year last year, he was consistent for five games. Um, can he continue that? Is this, it's, a, it's a simple question, but it's the hardest to answer. It is. It is a hard question to answer. For the Raiders guys, my question is, can Henry Ruggs be the guy? Because Tyrell Williams is now out with a torn labrum, out for the season. All the attention is going to Henry Ruggs and also Brian Edwards, the wide receiver out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much depending on two rookies at this point. They also have Nelson Aguilar, but again, they're pretty much depending <laughs> on two rookies. At this point. I mean, you know, it's not Nelson Aguilar. It's not the Nelson Aguilar show. It's the Henry Ruggs show right now. So I'm interested to see, man, what what is he able to do when a lot of the attention is going to be on him? It really, really yeah. is going to be. So I, that's what I'm interested to see. What are you interested to see with the Raiders? I want to see if the offense can be elite. Um, they they've been trying to bring in talent through the draft to to boost this offense and give Derek Carr something to work with, but I don't think there will be a leap. Um, simply because I'm not a Derek Carr believer. Uh, I just don't think he's that good. I don't think he's in, he's like a tier three quarterback in the league for me, or back into tier two. Um, so I think Derek Carr's an average quarterback. Yeah, which is probably is back in a tier two, yeah, tier right. three. That's right. Right so, where you have it. Yeah, so that's, I mean, extremely average. And, I mean, you got all these guys like Josh Jacobs and Henry Ruggs and two Darren Waller now. They're just freak athletes, but you don't have a freak athlete throwing them the ball. <laughs> yeah, so, you don't. You, you have know, an average guy throwing them the football. Yeah, I mean, you have a you have an elite, elite-minded head coach. I mean, John Gruden's been there, done that. You got elite. You got a guy who should be elite in the future, Henry Ruggs. You got Darren Waller coming off a great year, and you got Josh Jacobs who just proved he's a heck of a baller. You it know, is. but then you then you got this anchor holding them down, in my opinion, just holding them all back, and it's Derek Carr. And that's yeah, just that's the I problem. I don't like man. it. But that's it's how bad I feel. how one guy. You know, it's it's bad when he's a good guy too. I hear no, no, I mean, his no, teammates yeah. really like him, but he's a good guy. He said that he's coming out this year and he feels disrespected. He's going to prove he belongs, like, you know, with the top. Andy Dalton. Okay. Well I, could probably, I could probably peers. see that. I could probably see that. Well liked by his peers, had had some all right seasons, but in the end, he's fallen in the middle of the pack. And, and the team can't get past a certain hump with this guy. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. Um, guys, with the Chargers, how long does it take the team to pass the torch to Justin Herbert? I'm pretty sure I've been saying by week six with this one, too. Yeah. I think by week six, Justin Herbert comes in. Yeah. Even though he, he may struggle, I think he comes in and uh, and does it. What, do, what, do you, what are your questions for the Chargers? Uh, will Keenan Allen be as good without Phillip Rivers? Um, I think he's the talent's there. I think the route running's there. The hands are there. He's great. He's, I think he's an elite receiver. Um, but I don't know what he's got thrown in the ball this year. Uh, he's got Tyrod. But we've seen Tyrod in a starting role, and it's pretty pretty mediocre. Uh, the amount of points they put up and the yardage they put up, it's just not it's not Philip Rivers' yardage. Um, and then it depends what Drew Lock, not Drew Lock, what um, Herbert will have if they give him the you know the ball 
five, six games in the season, you know, or even eight, ten weeks in the season. I mean, what's he going to have for Keenan Allen? So I want to see if Keenan Allen can keep those numbers up this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. We'll, we'll see what he – it'll prove he, he's got all the tools to keep them up except for a, a great quarterback. He will really be proving himself if he yeah. steps it up and is still able to do what he's been doing with Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. That, that'll be a, a big statement. Um, guys, for this division, I do have the Chiefs winning it. I don't think there's anybody else that's going to no win questions. this division. The, the Broncos aren't ready yet. I don't think the Raiders are there with their quarterback. They don't have a quarterback good enough to put them in a spot to I beat the Chiefs. They're the only playoff team in that division this year. Chiefs. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think uh, in the Chargers, again, they're in a weird quarterback transition period. So that it's going to be hard for them to really compete a whole lot. So I think it's just easily it's going to be the Chiefs. If if it's not the Chiefs, I, will, I, I would be – I don't even know what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that would be unreal if the Chiefs did not win this division. All right, guys, on to the NFC. We're going to pick this up a little bit. Um, the Eagles, my question is, can Wentz stay healthy and can Miles Sanders build, build on his rookie season? To answer the first question, no, I, I don't know if he can stay healthy or not. Second question, yeah, I think Miles Sanders has a big year, even though he's dealing with a groin issue right now. I think he has a big year again because he's going to be the guy in Philly. Mm-hmm. I really think that. I think I think Carson Wentz has got to stay healthy, man. He has got to stay healthy. Hopefully he can because I want to see a full season of Carson Wentz because it feels like we've never gotten that. But I think Miles Sanders does have a big year and uh, explodes onto the scene. For me, I want to see how how good the addition to uh, Darius Slay is. Uh, I think Darius Slay is a great player. I'm excited to see him lock down the outside. Um, I want to see if, what kind of turnover ratio that leads to for the Eagles. Um, just having a guy they can depend on at the back end. Yeah, absolutely, man. The Giants, my question is, can Daniel Jones correct his turnover issues? That was the main problem with Daniel Jones, guys. He could not hold on to the football. Can he correct those problems? Uh, I want to see if their receiving core can take a step up. Um, Slayton, Shepard, and Tate, um, that's just not a lot of star power. Kind of reminds me of the Texans uh, receiving core. Just a lot of B B guys, uh, B-grade guys in there. I just want to see how good they'll be. I mean, Daniel Jones, he's a guy who needs weapons to do a lot for him. They, you know, he needs to be able to get them the ball and them do something with it in space. You know, I don't expect him – I don't expect Daniel Jones to be the guy who opens up a ton of plays for them. I think this receiving core is going to have to step it up if they want their offense as a whole to be good. I mean, because Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are going to play at a high level. Um, but is their receiving core going to play at that level? Is, is Golden Tate going to play the full season? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The questions like that. So I want to see yeah, if their the receiving, receiving core, core can do it. The receiving core is very shaky. If I'm the New York Giants right now, and I think I've told you this before, I'm doing whatever I have to do to land Jamar Chase in this yeah, upcoming draft. Exactly. So I'm doing anything if, I got to do. Yeah, I want to see if they'll take a step up. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see. The Cowboys, Bo. My question, can what can Mike McCarthy do with this uber-talented roster? Jason Garrett was able to do absolutely nothing. So I want to see, or at least what I call it, nothing. I think he should have done a lot more than what he did with this team. But can Mike McCarthy, this guy's won a Super Bowl, man. Can he can he take this team to those heights? The team's definitely talented enough, but can Mike McCarthy get him there? That is my question, man. What's yours? How good is CeeDee Lamb going to be? Um, I'm, I thought that he was probably the best receiver in the draft all around wise with his, his crazy route running, and he was probably – I mean, Henry Ruggs will give him run for his money with his speed, but put him in space, make someone miss. C.D. Lamb couldn't get much better than him. Um, I want to see what he does in their offense. Um, I think he could be better than Michael Gallup. Um, I want to see how they use him. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. 
It is going to be a lot of fun, man. C.D. Lamb was my second-ranked wide receiver in that class. He does everything well. He has mm-hmm. good speed, good size, amazing hands, man. He almost catches everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in space, he was probably the most dangerous receiver in space in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yep. He does so. unbelievable stuff with the balls in his hands. I'm so, excited with, for that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that too, man. And I'm going to make this prediction. The Cowboys have three 1,000-yard receivers this year. Three. Because last year, I didn't think that was possible. But then I noticed this. Last year, Michael Gallup had 1,000 yards, Amari Cooper had 1,000 yards, and Randall Cobb had 850. Damn. I'm saying C.D. Lamb can get 150 more. I didn't I'm really realize that. that. I'm, I'm saying that they got three 1,000-yard receivers. That's my hot that's, take. That's, that's a good hot take. Uh, for Washington, I'm going to call under it. I'm gonna think it's gonna, I think it's going to look about the same, 1,000, 1,000, or 700 or 800. Okay, I like that. I like that. We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm making a lot of big predictions this year. Um, Washington, I so I've been preaching saying that Haskins takes a huge step this year. Does he prove me right? That is my question. Even though the team is doing absolutely nothing to help me with that prediction, it's going to be interesting to see if he does take that next step. Uh, for me, it's their defense. How good are they going to be? Um, I think you've seen a lot of hype over them over the past few years, and they've been drafting for it heavily. They just took Chase Young. Um, I want to see how good that'll be. How, how far can Chase Young help them go? You know, I mean, how many wins can he help them secure in a season where the offense is looking pretty grim? That front seven is going to be nasty, man, and I can't wait to see all of them on the field together. Montez Sweat with Chase Young, Jonathan I mean, Allen, and Chase DeRon Young looks, looks unblockable at camp. He is unblockable. The guy yeah, has so. been, I mean, he, he's just, he's eating these offensive linemen for lunch. Not saying they have a lot of great offensive linemen. Like a real, still. A re- a real NFL double team is going to be fun to watch on him. It's good it to is. see how he handles it. But the problem is, man, if you double team him, then you got Montez Sweat, and he's a mismatch. Man, you you got I mean? Allen and Payne in the middle too. I mean, there's it, there's guys all over there, and then you got you still got Kerrigan in the back, you know, in the defense who can blitz. I mean, they have a lot of guys who can go get the ball. That's, they, that's they really, not really that's do. that's not their problem. And then Matt Ioannidis coming off the bench. Exactly. Exactly. They got so much death, man, and and they're so dangerous. That front seven is nasty. It's definitely the strength of the entire team is is that defense front seven. For the division winner, Bo, I have the Cowboys winning. I yeah, have the same. Cowboys take it this year. Mike McCarthy same. makes that big of a difference. I think they're just way too talented, man. The Eagles always get hit with the injury bug. Washington they already is, have been. Yeah, they're already getting hit with the injury bug. Washington is in no, no competition right now the way I see it. And the Giants – they're just not there, man. They're just not there yet. So I think the Cowboys are just ready to take this uh, division crown. NFC North, the Packers, Bo, my question, is it Rodgers' last season in Green Bay, and what does this season look like for him? To be honest with you, I think it's another down year for Rodgers, and I do think it's his last season in Green Bay. Wow. I think he's gone, man. I think he is gone. I don't think he's really enjoying his time there anymore. I think he's going to be looking for something else. I think he wants another Super Bowl ring, and I think he's going to go chase it. Yeah. That's a hot take, I know, but that's the way I feel about it. Mm. Well, I, I want to see if how good can their receiving core be, which probably not good. I'm saying it's going to be pretty pretty rough. You know, How good can that receiving core be? How how can a guy like Alan Lazard step up and help them win? Because he's got a, he's got a – a shot this year to to make himself an NFL wide receiver too, and I want to see if he can seize that moment. Um, I mean that's a guy that the cards are stacked against, and they're gonna and they're gonna depend on. I mean it's gonna be up to him to seize the day on that, and and I just want to see if if any of these guys are gonna step up and help Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean they just got some 
some kind of nobodies in the receiving core behind Devontae Adams. I mean, was Jay Sternberger their probably second-best receiver they're yep. going to have this year? I mean, so I want to see what those guys do with it. They're going to have a lot of opportunity to, to catch balls and put some good tape out there, and it would benefit them to step up and benefit their careers to step up for Aaron Rodgers. So I want to see how the pieces around him perform. I mean, I think the defense won't be – a whole lot worse than last year, but the offense, like you said, they didn't give they didn't give him anything to work with in the draft. I mean, no, they they, they, didn't. they didn't draft him anything. They drafted his replacement. <laughs> the, so, yeah, I the mean, team I, is not helping him in any way <clears throat> by no. drafting a, a you know a thir- they have a, a third string running back. Probably not. He's probably gonna be a second string running back. Honestly, by the end of camp, I believe AJ Dillon's a, a monster. But mm-hmm. I think they just did nothing to help him. And, and it's going to be a lot of the same, man. Devontae Adams just better be constantly – be ready to be constantly double, double teamed. And someone on the other side of the field is going to have to step up. Whether they do or not, I don't know. I really don't know. It's going to be interesting to see whether someone else can step up or not. That, that's, a, that's a really good question. For the Bears, my thing is, is how much – my question was literally, before the news broke, how much of an impact does Nick Foles at – does having Nick Foles at quarterback instead of Trubisky make on this offense? I don't know, because they're apparently going with Trubisky. I did, didn't expect this at all. I did not expect this. So I literally was so confident Nick Foles was going to win the job that I put down, what is it going to be like watching Nick Foles run this offense? I, and I still think Nick Foles is going to get on the field at some point. But again, I just I figured he'd be named the starter, and it's it's caught me off guard that he hasn't been named the starter. Well, yeah, it's completely got me off guard, too. I, I don't see how that works. Um, my excited thing is to watch the QB competition all year. I mean, just it's going to be back and forth, I think. I think you could see it flip-flop more than once. Uh, it's gonna, I think it's just going to be a mess between those two up all, all year. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, man. I think I think Nick Foles eventually, like I said, takes the job from him. but mm-hmm. it, And I can't wait to see what the offense looks like with Nick Foles in it. That's what I'm excited about. How long yeah. I have to wait to see that, I don't know. You don't I know. Said, <laughs> I think I said, well, yeah, you, I said week six, you said week four, so we'll see. Uh, for the Vikings, I just can't wait to see the defense. Yannick and Gakwe being added to that defense. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's exciting. That defense is already a lot of fun. Yeah, how good can they be? I mean, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, the Vikings are who I'm picking to win the division. I think they yeah. win the division. I think um, they're the best team in the division as well. Definitely. I definitely think they are. It, it, what, what was your your um, question for the Vikings? I want to see what Justin Jefferson's got. He was he was my favorite receiver coming out. I, I want to see I want to see Jeff, Justin Jefferson ball out in Minnesota. There's a big hole open now that Diggs is gone. So let's see what happens. I like it, man. And for the Lions, does DeAndre Swift add another dimension to this offense? I, I think the easy bring up Swift. I think the easy answer is yes, Bo. I think he does. I think he takes over the RB1 role from Kerryon Johnson. And I think, to be quite frank with you, I think he's just better than Kerryon Johnson, and it's going to help Stafford even more. Even It's going to help him even more having both of these guys. You know what I mean? It's going to be a little bit of a committee. But yeah. I think DeAndre Swift is just a, such a dangerous playmaker that I think it's going to really open things up for Matthew Stafford. And defenses are definitely going to have to think twice about him as a, a runner and a pass catcher. So that's you definitely, my question. You, you definitely won't be – the one thing the Lions won't be doing is when they bring Swift out, it won't be a tell. It won't be, oh, well, they're running, Swift is out there. Oh, they're passing, you know, Johnson's out there. Oh, they're doing this, Swift is out there. They like they won't be a tell. They can bring Dondre Swift in, and you gotta, you, you're going to have to think a little harder on what they got coming at you. Absolutely, man. 
Absolutely. What's your question for the Lions? Uh, Kenny Galladay. I want to see how good he's going to be this year. I'm a I'm a Galladay believer. I wasn't always, but I am now. Uh, Matt Stafford and him have a great connection. Um, I think Stafford's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league year in and year out. Um, he's going to get him tons of throws, tons of yards. Uh, just want to see how good he's going to be this year. I'm a, I'm a believer in him in fantasy football. I love it, man. I love it. Um, I think. I'm gonna. I can't wait to see the guy. Obviously, he just he obviously just led the the league in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone would have been betting that he was going to do that last year before the season. Which I no. think is really cool. And you know, it would have been even more had Matthew Stafford stayed healthy. Yeah. Which is, and I think what was the number thirteen? I believe I think it was thirteen yeah. receiving mm-hmm. touchdowns. So it, it's going to be interesting, man. If, if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy the whole season, the sky is the limit for Kenny Galladay. He really yep. has exploded and. uh Really, um, come into his own as a as a NFL wide receiver and possibly looking to be an elite one sometime in the near future. For the NFC South guys, the Saints. How much more potent does Emmanuel Sanders make this offense? I think it makes it a lot more potent just because of Michael Thomas now having a better sidekick than he's used to. I think defense is going to have to pay attention to Emmanuel Sanders more than they've had to pay attention to other guys like Traquan Smith and stuff like that. And Ted Ginn, yeah, they got to pay more attention to Emmanuel Sanders, which is going to free up Michael Thomas even more. So I can't wait to see what Emmanuel Sanders does in that offense. Yeah, I love that pick. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a good addition. I just wonder if Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out there all year. One of this, another guy. He's no spring chicken. He's uh, he's getting older, and uh, he he usually exits with some some minor injury. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen in an important stretch during the year for them. Um, they are the Saints are my Super Bowl NFC pick, um, and I just want to see that offense and that, well that team be as balanced as it was last year. They they're one of the most balanced teams in the league. They really they really do it all really well, you know, and do it as one. And I just want to see them do that again because if I think if they do it the same way they did last year, they could go to the Super Bowl. It's like I picked. I mean, the, I don't see as many other teams as, as well put together as the Saints and have as much continuity from, you know, year in and year out, year in and year out. The guys are together. They trust each other. They have a great locker room. Um, I think not having fans will hurt them a little bit because the, the Superdome is a serious home field advantage. But I just I want to see them be the well-balanced team that they are throughout the year and be consistent. That's what the Saints need is consistency. Throughout the whole game, they got to finish. Uh, we've seen the Saints struggle to finish throughout the end of the season uh, in the past few years. Yeah, so let's see, man. Let's see if they can finish it, and let's see if they can get through some uh, – go on a little <laughs> deep playoff run. That would be really yeah. cool to see, and I hope they can do it. You know, Drew Brees, I think this is going to be his last year, so I'd like to see Drew Brees do really well this year and go yeah. out, you know, doing very, very well. So that is interesting. I can't wait to see if that happens. For the Panthers, Bo, my question is, what does our Joe Brady offense look like at the next level? Joe Brady obviously excelled at LSU with Joe Burrow and all the Mm -hmm. weapons he had there. Let's see if he can do it with Christian McCaffrey, man. Probably the best football weapon you can have at all. I want to see what he's able to do with that. Apparently him and Teddy Bridgewater have already hit it off. He's got a couple of big play threats, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. He's got a tight end that I'm kind of high on, Ian Thomas. Hey, the offensive line looks all right. I just want to see what Joe Brady is able to do with all these guys, man. I, I think that's that, that's going to be a huge key to what this Carolina team is able to do this year. And and I want to see what – I've never seen a team go all defense in a draft like they did. I want to see what, what kind of year this heavily rookie-drafted team for all defense does. Uh, I'd like to see – 
the kind of production they do, how much they grow every week, because that's going to be crucial. They're going to have to learn from their mistakes every week, and I think that's hard for rookies to do. So I want to see what kind of defense they're going to have, because I think their offense has has a a higher floor than their defense does. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, with Teddy Bridgewater. Definitely. I mean, and I think the defense's floor could be really bad. It could be bottom three in the league if they don't play together and play well. It could be. It could be. It's just because they're so young. You give this yeah. defense like five years. We're talking three years. I mean, honestly, okay, the way the way right, the way kids learn in the league today. I mean, they expect a lot from you early. Okay, so yeah, I'd go three years. I think they're going to be a very good group. It's going to be yeah. a very good group. I was very high on Jeremy Chan. They got a couple of good corners. They obviously got a huge get the draft with Derek Brown, and I mean literally yeah. huge. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what the defense looks like in two to three years and how far they've come after drafting all uh, the players. It's going to be really fun to watch Brian Burns and Derek Brown on oh the same defensive gosh, line. Man. Brian Burns is so good. So <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Brian Burns. I think he has a fantastic year this year. Uh, for the Buccaneers, Bo, it's Tom Brady time. Is the guy considered the GOAT just a system quarterback? <laughs> Is he? That's the question. That's the question everybody wants to know. What can he do without Bill, man? You know, let, let's see what he's able to do. That, that's a question that will get answered this year. Either he's going to just go off. You know, they, they couldn't have got him any better weapons. So if he if he struggles this year, I don't know, man. People are going to put him in that in that uh that system quarterback type deal. And if that comes out, is he still considered our goat? I don't know. I don't know. Kind of kidding about the goat part. He he's well. Still I think at his I think at his age, it's, it's going to be some unfair judgment. Um, personally, I think you know if if he had been 34, 35 years old, he leaves Bill Belichick and stinks. I would say system quarterback. But at forty years old, I mean, you better have a good system yeah. in place to carry your forty year old quarterback. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, yeah. like, that's why he's got so many weapons, dude. Because he's forty two years old that's or true, whatever, and he needs it. He's not. He's not a young kid anymore. I mean, he's not even. He's past old. He's a dinosaur in the NFL. He just happens to be one that holds it together. He's he's taking extra good care of his body. And you know, I think he, I think his offensive line is going to be the scariest part of his team this year. Oh, it um, is. And so all that is going to come into play. But I mean, my thing to be excited excited about is is TB12 with these weapons. Um, I think he's got a, a worthy coach and Bruce Arians and worthy OC and Byron Leftwich. You know that they can put together a good game plan. I just I don't think he's ever had a, a two wide receiver duo this good and it's going to be fun oh it's gonna be a lot of fun man i can't wait to see these guys all these weapons man we've already talked about leonard fournette and what that backfield looks like the tight ends the tight end the, room is the, so deep the man. bucks have gotten their team their franchise has got more air time since tom brady came than they've gotten in the last 10 years oh easy 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 no question. They're, I think they've got five primetime games this year. I don't think they had five in the last three years. It's it's unreal, man. It's, what it's he, what, what him just showing up has done for that team. Yeah. Um, but I am excited, like you said, man, to see what he can do with those weapons. Uh, the Falcons, guys, my question is, what does an offense with Todd Gurley in it look like? Uh, how much of the load does he carry? They've kind of come out and said that, you know, at a maximum he'll be touching it 25 to 30 times a game. At a minimum he'll be touching it like 12 times a game. Mm-hmm. So – you know, I think that's just – you could probably guess that, to be honest. Um, I do think it makes the the offense that was already dangerous even more dangerous now, especially if his knee holds up. I mean, you, you, the sky's the limit with the offense with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, 
Matt Ryan, Atlanta's Ty offense Gurley. is always good for scoring. It's always good for scoring. Now you just added, you know, the guy who's won Offensive Player of the Year what, he's, two years ago. I mean, he's got the he's got the most touchdowns since he'd entered the league. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, man. I can't wait to see what happens. I think for the Falcons, for me, um, what's on the other side of the ball? I want to see what Dante Fowler is going to bring to the table. He's coming off a good year in L.A., um, but the pass rush has been the their weakest link for years. Since since Vic Beasley had a 14 sack season, which was a one and done kind of thing, um, they've they've not had no pass rush. It's been, it's been Grady Jarrett's a good player, but the one guy doesn't get it done. No, a good four man pass rush is the key to getting to a Super Bowl. One of the keys to getting to a Super Bowl, you need a good four man pass rush. Uh, it's, it's super important. The, that way, the rest of your defense can do what they're good at. Um, so, I want to see what Dante Fowler is going to bring if he's going to have a big sack season. Uh, they really need it, and that's what they they brought him there because they believe in him. Um, so, uh, Dante Fowler is a guy I'm looking at on that defense this year. Who's your division winner? Saints. It's my Super Bowl pick for the NFC. Same here, man. I got the Saints winning. Even though TB12 went down to Tampa Bay, I I still say they're having. They're going to have two Super, uh, two Super Bowl, two playoff teams from that division, but not Saints will win it. They're a more complete team. They are a more complete team, and you know they're not. They're not having to put all this chemistry together right now. You know, Saints offensive line is twice as good as the Bucks. Oh, you put Brady behind that offensive line, they'd be my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Dude, the, the Saints offensive line is great. Everything about that team. The line is, is pretty good, too. I mean, I good. think Cam, Cam Jordan has the one thing going for him that Shaq Barrett doesn't, which is year in and year out annual production. Shaq Barrett so, came from Denver and then just exploded, you know, yeah. one year. We don't know what he's going to do next year. You know what you're going to get with Cam Jordan. Absolutely. Year in and year out, Cam Jordan is very consistent. So, Extremely so consistent. I, I think there's not really many weaknesses on that the Saints roster at a, from a position standpoint. Um, all right, guys, let's go to the last division, the NFC West, the 49ers, Bo. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, he, that's mine too. Can he become the team's most dangerous weapon outside of George Kittle? I put, that, I, yeah, I, well, I put uh, Ayuk big playabilities. What are we going to see? So that's going to be – how how big is he going to go this year? Apparently, Kyle Shanahan loves this guy. Dude, I mean, he's easy to love. He's easy to fall in love with. He was so it, that was some fun film to watch, man. Him at Arizona State, so much fun. He, he he's such a good receiver, man. And I he, think he fits that. Coming out of Herm Edwards' program, you got to trust him. Oh, you got to trust him. I I think he's gonna he's gonna do a lot of good things this season. I think he's gonna be a guy. He's a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about right now, and I really don't know why. I feel like he's he's done well in training camp, and I think you know. Well, I think he's lucky Debo Samuel's matured to to give him a fair shake at things his first year. They're not counting on him to come in and be Julio Jones. You know, they know they already got a good receiver across the way from him, so he's just got to come in and be consistent. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, for the Seahawks, do they prove me right? Are they Super Bowl bound? <laughs> also, Jamal Adams and a Pete Carroll defense, Bo. I'm hi- hype about all of that. I want them to prove me right. We've already talked about all these predictions. Let's, let's clear up for the fans, though. You have your Super Bowl pick is the Seahawks. Your MVP yes. pick is Russell Wilson. Yes. And your, uh, M- your player of the year was a Seahawk. Was With it Bobby Jamal Adams? It was Bobby Wagner. So... Yeah. Jacob has called a a, a Seahawk crowd. take it all, triple. which is you know. It's, I hope that happens for you, but you, I think you're jinxing yourself. By well, we, we already we already have the bet, man. We already have the bet. We well, already right, have, 
what happens if I'm wrong or what happens if if I'm right. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I'm probably going to be the one one that ends up losing, but hey, I'm here for it. Um, What are you excited about with the Seahawks, man? Metcalf year two. There we go, baby. Let's see how much he puts that route running. He's yeah. I mean him. I think him and AJ Brown were just so fun to watch last year. Burt coming out of Ole Miss, and I expect him to have another big breakout year. It's just going to look a little different than AJ Brown. I think they're just what they're asked to do is two different things. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I mean, just to see, looking to see him high point some balls. You know, get you know have that elite fade route. You know, win vertically. Just do all the things he does well in year two. But you know, elevate his game in some other ways. Absolutely, man. Uh, for the Rams, Cam Akers, Bo, is he the guy? Is he the guy now in L.A.? I think he is. I, even though Daryl Henderson's there, I think Cam Akers was drafted to be the guy for the Rams now that Todd Gurley is gone. And I think he is a very good running back, and I think he excels with the team. All right. And I, I like I like Cam Akers. I think he does well, too. He's one of my favorite backs coming out this year. Um, really well-rounded guy. And uh, – Mine is if if the Rams have a down year, is is golf's clock ticking? I think so. Yeah, I definitely think it is. I think they're looking at quarterbacks. Yeah, oh yeah, I would be too if I was them. People can sit here all day and say that you know he uh, he's been to a Super Bowl, but that wasn't because of him. I think you've seen you've seen that year is the best you got out of him. Oh, easily it wasn't the best even that good. It wasn't even that good. Yeah, golf man. I, I I've always I think said the Rams scored three points in that Super Bowl. They did. I mean, what, so, it's the best I, you got. I just think Jared Goff, I think he's a, a slightly above average quarterback, and he's not going to get you the places you want to go. I, I just don't believe that. So I, I like like you saying that, Bo. Uh, for the Cardinals, how do the coaches use Isaiah Simmons? That's a huge question to me. Also, what does a sophomore year Kyler Murray look like? Both of those are massive questions to me. Yeah. I could have included DeAndre Hopkins, but I didn't want to. Isaiah Simmons, I want to see how they use this guy in the defense, where all they line him up at, and also just where, how much you know, does, does Kyler Murray build on last year and, and how much more efficient does he get. I just can't wait to see that. Yeah, and I, I just like kind of like you. I want to see where Hopkins, what he does. I want to see the volume he gets. Um, does he leave this year still considered – by many the best receiver in the game so uh well, that's what i want to see just what how hopkins time in arizona goes i like it man who's your division winner seahawks seahawks that's me too baby my super bowl pick I think there's some obvious picks this year there are some obvious picks that there, there really are um but guys we're gonna give our predictions on all of the week one games bo i'm, uh, I'm gonna tell you the matchups and you tell me who wins okay go for it all right texans chiefs kc Seahawks, Falcons. Seahawks. Okay, by the way, guys, I did take the Chiefs and the Seahawks as well. Jets at Bills? Uh, Bills. Okay, I say Bills as well. Bears at Lions? Uh, Lions. Okay, me too. Packers at Vikings? Uh, Where is that? I think I took Minnesota. Uh, I have them all down. I might have accidentally skipped that game, but I'm taking Vikings. Okay, Dolphins at Patriots? Uh, Patriots. Taking pads as well. Eagles at Washington. Eagles. Okay. Raiders at Panthers. Raiders. Really? I'm going Panthers. Yeah. Took I'm Raiders. Going Panthers. Um, Colts at Jaguars. Colts. Okay. The Browns at the Ravens. Ravens. Okay. Same here. Chargers at Bengals. Ooh, tell me, Bo. I think I have the Bengals. I have the Bengals as well. Yes, I have the Bengals. Yes. Buccaneers at Saints. Saints. 
I have the Saints as well. Cardinals at 49ers. Niners. I have Cardinals. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Raised some eyebrows there, didn't it? you, dog. Cowboys at Rams. Cowboys. I have Cowboys as well. Steelers at Giants. I shouldn't even ask. Steelers. Steelers and Titans at Broncos. Titans. And there we go, baby. So, guys, those are our predictions for the week one games. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we got it 100% right. I probably maybe. got 100% right. Doubt you, it. I Someone's losing. We didn't want to lose. I'm picking the Cardinals over the uh, 49ers, man. That's I, think, my... I mean, we could easily just find it. We could find out how good or bad New England could be after all those opt-outs and everything. I mean, we could Definitely. we could find out they're going to suck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Miami could come out and wash them. <laughs> you know, just, just wax them. You, know, well, you never know. I mean, we could come out and find out that Tyrod took a step up this year against the Bengals. I mean, that's the thing about the NFL is, like, it's not – this isn't like the NCAA tournament where the 16s play in the one seed. Like it's all pro athletes. Yeah. They could, they could, they any week, any week, uh, the Jaguars could get a win. You know, they're probably going to be the worst team in the league this year. Any week. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's going to be a lot of. I don't know, man. I, like you said, with the division winners, I think it's easy. A lot of those were easy this year, but I think. Like you said, there's so many questions, man. Cam with the Patriots. You know, wh- what is that going to look like and with all these opt-outs? It's hurting these teams, man. It, it really, really is. And you're going to see how truly bad it has hurt these teams. We, yeah. don't, we don't know yet until they get on the field and it's time to play. Um, guys, real quick, I'm going to move into something with the NFL draft and the NCAA. I'm going to talk about some of the big names that are opting out. Let's run through some of the biggest names here. Jamar Chase. Uh, it doesn't really matter that he's opting out. It sucks we won't get to watch him, but he's a top 10 lock in the 2021 draft, and he's obviously wide receiver one for me right now with without question. Um, Greg Russo, the edge rusher from Miami, this dude had 15 and a half sacks last year and was an absolute force. Um, I wanted to see if he, if he would be able to replicate those numbers two years in a row, but now we'll just have to wait and look at last year's film to really go off uh, from a scouting standpoint. Um, Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, he's – he quite possibly might have the title LB1 locked up. He had 109 tackles, five sacks, four first forced fumbles in 2019. Uh, it's going to hurt Penn State. It's going to hurt that Penn State defense a whole lot. But uh, I, I'm get ready to hear Parsons' name early, early. Be called early in next yeah. year's draft or this year's draft, I guess you could say. And then Caleb Farley, the cornerback from Virginia Tech, uh, he could be in consideration for the title of CB1, cornerback one. Um, with guys like Patrick Sertain and Sean Wade. He's a lengthy corner, has good speed, plays with exceptional ball skills. Uh, big loss for the Hokies this year. And then, Bo, this one's killing me. Jamie Newman, man, my, my mm. quarterback from Georgia. Uh, you hit me up right when the news broke about this one. Uh, it just happened this past week, guys. Uh, the guy that most people had starting for my Georgia Bulldogs this season after he transferred from Wake Forest, uh, he is currently ranked fifth amongst quarterbacks in my upcoming uh in my rankings for the upcoming draft. Rondell Moore, my personal favorite wide receiver in the 2021 draft class, and is he's ranked third for me at his position in the class. Go watch this guy's film against Ohio State and look at what this guy does against Sean Wade. He just absolutely rips him a new one, and Sean Wade is an unbelievable corner. It just shows you how good this guy is. His, his quickness in and out of his breaks are unmatched. Very quick twitch player that can make a house call from anywhere. Um, so please, 
please go watch this guy. He's that's probably some of the most fun wide receiver film I've ever watched. Uh, and then last but not least, coming from the ACC, Sage Surratt, the wide receiver from Wake Forest. He is my second favorite wide receiver in this class, and he's ranked seventh at the position in this class for me. I don't get to watch him this year either. It's killing me, man. I want to see more and Surratt play a lot this year. Um, Surratt is going to have scouts drooling over his speed, size, physicality combination. I can't talk right now, man. Um, I literally was watching Jamie Newman film, though. I was watching, I was doing my quarterback rankings. He just kept throwing up balls to this guy. And I was like, who is this guy? This guy is climbing the ladder and just outrunning guys, outmuscling them. And then obviously it was Sage Surratt. And that's literally, it's always fun to me when I'm watching one guy's film and all of a sudden you start noticing someone else. That's like the best. best. It's the best, man. When you you see someone like that, when you notice them like that, it's so much fun. It also makes it extremely hard to evaluate the player you're trying to. Yeah, it definitely does. Because then you stop watching them as much and you're now enamored with the new guy. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, I I think, uh, you know, literally I was watching and I was like, oh my God, who is this wide receiver? Uh, But check him out, guys. He's an exciting wide receiver prospect. But those are the big names that have opted out. Um, I don't know how many more guys are going to opt out. It, it's kind of just, it keeps coming. I don't even know if they're, at this point, I think they're just letting them opt out at any time. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think it's like the NFL where it's contractual. These are kids with choices. Yeah, these are kids and they can do pretty much, you know, if they feel like they don't want to play, they just come out and say it. And I guess, to be honest with you, Bill, I guess anytime during the season, they can opt out as well, I imagine, right? I, I, I would imagine college <laughs> comes with more liberal opt-out policy than the pros do just because of the contracts i'd say and like the scholarships if they're not playing football i don't see why many of them would stay do class you know or they just do it online and i mean hopefully as long as they keep their scholarships you know i I don't know how that works yeah yeah i I don't know how all that works either but we'll see man there's going to be more opt-outs it's going to be more big names that are that are opting out not playing this season but guys, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Season 2. Like I said, me and Bo are super hype about everything we have going on this season. Our guests are going to be incredible. I'm so happy I was able to get the guys that I have gotten. As always, follow Blitzalytics on Twitter, at Blitzalytics, and visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the Members tab, find Jacob Patterson, and check out the articles and the scouting reports that I have done. Go follow me on Twitter at Scouting LLC and follow TSR on Instagram at Scouting underscore LLC. Bo, give them your plug, man, so they know where to find you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, all lowercase, at T-S-R-B-E-A-U. That's at T-S-R Bo. Um, or you can find me on stillcurtain.com. Uh, we're about to pick up heavily with the writing uh, for this for the season. Um, I'll be doing the weekly power rankings for the site. Um, so tune in every either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the day of the game. This will be game day plus two. Tune in to check those out. And I'll try to have some time between the scouting stuff and that work to do a couple articles in between about stuff I'd like to do rather than just the weekly um you know game day plus two article you're a busy man aren't you bro i've been pretty bad about it as of late but uh, the season's gonna heat up and i'm gonna get much busier with it you're gonna get going with it man um guys as always go subscribe go give a review and go tsr peace out everybody peace